الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كلا ان الانسان ليطغى صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين All praise are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his favors and bounties. We testify that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah and we testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Respected elders, brothers, sisters and our beloved children. What we're going to speak about is what is sin? You know, we commit sins minor, major, we take it lightly. And uh, it is something that we don't feel that heaviness sometimes when you're committing a sin. And sometimes you find that the more you commit a sin, the more it moves you and distances you away from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, if we allow 500 years in this masjid or a thousand or what, two million Muslims or four million Muslims, and each one commits one small sin, minor, minor sin, nothing major. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes brings about a certain type of a punishment to make us realize the actions, our own doings, is nothing else, nobody else. You see, you have an inner self and you have an outer self. The outer is what you display, your looks, your image, your presentation, and that is the outward look. Inside here, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's inside here. No one knows. And that is something between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You build on the inside. The outside you're doing for the world. The outside you're doing it for the world to show people. And when we look at the outside world, it is a deceiving world. It's temporary, short-term. But inside is a journey that will take you where to? To Jannah, to meet your Creator. The outside world is not going to take you to meet your Creator. It's got a dead end. It's got to stop one day and that's going to be when death calls on you, upon you. But the, out, the inner world is what you have to work on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully mentioned, no, indeed, man exceeds all bounds when he thinks he is self-sufficient. That's the verse I recited to you. And then in the next verse, it says, truly to your Lord is the return. We all have to return unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with what? With our actions. How you have behaved in this world. 
The reason why, when we look at what is a sin, what does it, it actually causes discomfort within your soul. It brings discomfort within your soul, and which is dislike. When you yourself, you know that I am committing a sin. And many a times you find that people, they pray their salah, they read their Quran, they keep fast. They have the best display outwardly that you cannot even doubt for a moment in your heart that this person could be bad. Then you turn the page. Now you find his dealings, his actions. How many people's money has he taken and not returned? How many people's land you've taken and not? You were entrusted to make sure that you deliver it properly. A parent passes away, you have a will. Have you justified and done the will according to the Sharia? Even if your parents have done it, Incorrectly. Even if your parents have departed with the world left behind. Incorrectly. Then you, as a son or a daughter, what is your position? To straighten that will so that they have comfort in their graves. But we take it all lightly. I just want to get the will and run with the money. It doesn't matter how I get it. Now the implications. I've walked away with the wool. I've got the money in my hand. I've got another generation behind me to come. And have you seen many times? Many, many cases where children have been... They've abused the wool against the Sharia and didn't give their siblings the correct shares and as a result of that later in your part in later part later in your life you will find that there's a u-turn and the effects come on to where your children now you start asking your question now you start asking these questions why 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 is that sin that small sin that was hidden on the paper nobody knows Nobody knows about it. And that is called justice in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully mentions in the verse Zahar al Fasad of Il Barri wal Bahri bima kasabad aidin nasi yudhikahum ba'ad al ladhi amil wal alam yardi'un. Evil when it spreads on land and sea. Because of what? As a result of men's own doings. No one else. We like to blame. We're always pointing. We always got a finger pointing. Allah brings down severe rain. And then you find destruction. You have severe wind. You find destruction. Now you've got an epidemic. Allah's 
punishment comes in different forms and we want to question it. We've had a winter now. Did we see ice? Did we see snow? Allah is in control of everything beyond the heavens and beneath the earth. But we just take everything lightly. We think we come for salah, I'm the best Muslim. That is your obligation unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When these small evils becomes a growing problem amongst our society, amongst our communities, amongst our families, amongst our children, and then you're trying to fix it. Sometimes you can, and sometimes you lose it. I'll tell you why. See, when does the loss take place? Is when there's lack of knowledge. When you take the child, you see this little kid sitting on the chair. The grandparent must have brought him to the masjid to make him acquainted with the masjid, the house of Allah. Instills the love into that child. And then we have somebody else who will say to the kids, you stay at home, I'm going for salah. And then you are at home praying and you don't say to your children, come and join me. They will sit in front of the TV and, and just enjoy the hour or the half an hour or the moments. And then when they are six, you give them all the activities that they need at school. After school clubs, they don't stop. You can call it tennis, karate, taekwondo, you name it. There's plenty of clubs, chess. And then I'm looking for an ustad. Is there any ustad? I want to teach my child one hour a week to give him to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make him learn the Quran. One hour. The journey that's going to take your child to Jannah, you got only one hour for him for a week. And then maybe come on a Saturday class. They come to the center, they will open the mushaf, close it, and never open till the next week. The challenges in the classes are just as strong. The ustads are struggling with children. Did you learn your work? I didn't have time. Too much of school homework. But you are happy to give them all the devices for as long as they are quiet in your home, you as a parent, you are happy. Fathers, as you are all sitting here, there must be a number of fathers who go with their little children to bed. Take them to bed. And, uh, and recite the dua before sleeping. Recite that small dua, Allahumma bismika mutu ahiyah. Small dua. Oh Allah, in your name I die and I live. Small dua. What will be the impact of that little dua every day you read to him? Then you read short surahs with your child. One surah. I'm not telling you spend hours with your child. I'm only asking you for 10 minutes. But no, I've got to take the storybook to the bed. 
I've got to make sure my child reads the story every night. And I'll spend that 15 minutes with my child reading the book. Then, where's the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why I'm bringing up this? This is the basics. This is the basics we're speaking about. You see, the impact of knowledge, the impact of knowledge, dini knowledge I'm talking about, everything else Allah has given us, we will study, we will become graduates, is based when you're nurturing that little child. And the first and most important thing is his cleanliness. Do they just go into the toilet in and out and never make istinja? Never wash themselves? How would you build the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the basic is completely wrong? And then you find even the adults do that. They don't make istinja in their own homes. This is only concerned that one Friday I come for Jum'ah and I have a good bath and I come for Salah. And that is why evil spreads on the land because we ourselves are not purified. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us guided, protect us and give us understanding of deen. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah al-qa'il. Inna Allah yudafi'u anil ladhina amanu. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The most kind The most merciful we testify that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah and we testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that truly Allah defends those who believe. When we spoke about the effects of sins and to continue that what will you be deprived of? So there are certain things that insan, human beings will be deprived of. The first one is deprived of knowledge, beneficial knowledge. Because knowledge is that light and is the light that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes to reach the heart. And the sin extinguishes that light. Once Imam Shafi said that he complained to his teacher about the weakness of his so his teacher ordered him to abandon disobedience and inform him that knowledge was light and that the light of Allah was not given to be to the disobedient then the second one is being deprived of provision it is narrated the Prophet ﷺ said that 
a man is deprived of provision because of the sins that he commits. Respected elders, brothers, sisters, and our beloved children, the effect of gaining the correct knowledge and impact of it doesn't come at a later age, but is an understanding. So the first few years that you develop your children is the very basics that you nurture your child from the very beginning to identify, to recite, identify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And many a times you find that parents feel that if we have taught our child Quran and they have completed the Quran, they know everything. Respected elders, brothers, sisters, that is a failure. The child has to go beyond that, completing the Quran. They need to understand the faraid, they need to understand the sunnah, they need to understand what is obedience, what is love, what is respect. I always try to say that. Do not put fear in children. Do not put fear in children. Put love in children. Put the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the child. And you will see for yourself goodness and for the child. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned that when Hazrat Muawiyah mentioned that the Prophet said when he wishes good for someone, he bestows upon him the understanding of deen. The understanding of deen is complete. Don't be selfish, my respected elders, brothers, sisters. Take the deen. You've got the best of the best. You can't find anything that is a failure in the deen. Yet, in today's times, we can still apply it. It was applied 1400 years ago. The very same Quran, the very same teachings of the Prophet And we see it today. The Prophet said, Convey from me, even if it's one ayah of the Quran. But I say it to yourselves that one ayah that we speak about conveying, it could be the smallest ayah we're talking about. But at the same time, apply the ayah, practice upon it, and teach it. I ask you all, my respected elders, brothers, sisters, when we read our salah, we read Surah Al-Fatiha, the opening chapter. How many of us contemplate on Surah Al-Fatiha? How many of us in our salah contemplate when we're reading salah? I'm reading Surah Al-Fatiha, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise are due to Allah. 
contemplate on your salah, your mind won't deviate from your salah. You will enjoy every moment of that salah. And learn about that Surah Al-Fatiha, just the seven verses, the seven off verses. And you will see that there is so much in it that it is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is telling us He's the owner of the day of judgment. Allah alone do we worship and Allah alone do we ask for help. We all need that help. It is in Surah Al-Fatiha, it is a dua. Guide me unto the straight path. Are we not looking for that path, my respected elders, brothers, sisters? We want that path so that we can meet our Creator on the day of Qiyamah. We can meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we deviate from that path, then we find ourselves as, lo- as losers, lost. I'm going to end off with this beautiful dua. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that Allahumma allimhu al-kitab. Allahumma allimhu al-kitab. Seeking knowledge is a duty of all Muslims, males and females. Let us seek knowledge from the kitab, from the book. Whichever small thing you can do for yourself. Oh Allah, bless me with beneficial knowledge. Oh Allah, guide me and protect me from all types of harms and evil. When he taught Hazrat Adam salam, he didn't teach him one thing. He taught him everything. And, and then, not only that, he taught him the names, he showed them. He showed them to the angels. Informing them of all the names. And they were truthful. So respected elders, brothers, sisters, let us not work on that evil that darkens our heart, that darkens our face, that weakens our body, that restricts our provision, that causes hatred in the hearts of the creation. Instead, when sun spread widespread in a society, it affects everybody. Let us look at the positiveness, my respected elders, brothers. Let us look at knowledge and drive the knowledge forward in such a manner that we do not create division. Let us stop trying to find division. If you understand your deen and you have the correct knowledge, you will have no time to point fingers at others. You will want to develop yourself to become a better person and a better Muslim. والله تعالى يقول بقوله يهدي المهتدون وإذا قرأ القرآن فاستمعوا له وانسوا لعلكم ترحمون أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم لسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله
أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي أيها الذين يصلون عليه وسلم تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر العمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيا عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة السيد النسي أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم في لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقينا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنك عفو كريم رحيم تحب العفاف فعنا يا كريم اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين من ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان ومتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع والعلم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ونذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون